0: welcome to the sound of movement podcast today we're continuing our discussion about becoming a better athlete and today's topic is all about mastering the fundamental movement patterns something that we see very often with new members is that people have gone too far down the complexity path trying to get too advanced too soon What's up everyone? It's time to rock. If you're new to the tribe, Rich is behind the mix, Phil's at the table with me. My name is Rad Burmeister and we are Unity Gym, experts at turning driven people into athletes. Today's episode is brought to you by the Unify Movement System, the only online program effectively balancing strength, flexibility and fitness so you can unleash your inner athlete. You can get daily coaching by us, plus our epic foundations prep program and revolutionary structural balance blueprint to create your ideal program and optimize your performance. As a valued listener, use the link in the description to get your first month free. I'm very excited to announce that this Friday, we're gonna be having an epic 72 hour flash sale where our Flexibility Masterclass is going to be on sale at a huge discount. You're gonna be able to choose if you wanna get phase one, phase two, or phase three, or all of them for a huge discount. It is our an amazing program balancing strength and flexibility, teaching advanced flexibility methods like end range strength, loaded flexibility, loaded eccentrics, a lot of really cool stuff. Now, before we get started, warm welcome if you're on the live stream in the UMS Movement Mastermind Facebook group, leave a comment and we'll send you some love. Remember that anyone can join and interact. And lastly, a shout out to our YouTube athletes catching the replay, hit the like button and support the channel. Uh, and subscribe, of course, if you like what you see. Okay, so joining us today is Phil White from ADPT Physio. How are you today, Phil?
1: Mate, I'm just feeling so good. Mm-hmm. I've got back into consistent running, and I've started cycling to work every day. Um, running at least three times a week, and I did a sprint session last night that gave me just the most amazing sort of runner's high afterwards. Where it was like a two hundred mil, uh, two hundred meter uphill sprint, followed by a six hundred meter recovery, and it just ah. Feels good. Yeah, I just feel like a yeah a different human after spending a bit of time not doing so much fitness. So yeah, don't yeah,
0: worry. Well, sounds like you're getting ready for our challenge next week, Phil. Yeah, <laughs> talk <of> a fitness
1: <laughs> challenge. But we'll uh, we'll see we'll, how we go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, that's another discussion. But
1: I'll, yeah. <laughs> we'll take that one <laughs> offline.
0: Yeah. Uh, how are you doing, Red? Yeah, I'm doing really well. Doing really well. Um, this is a this is a topic that means a lot to me because I was the I was the person that I'm going to be making fun of um, here a few years ago. I was the person that um, you know really tried to progress uh, too fast, too soon, and th- for the you know I learned the hard way the importance of having a really good coach. You you need somebody who can guide you and let you know when you're ready to progress and uh, you know what you really need to be focusing on, and. Um, you know if I wish I had have known this I wish I had have known the importance of just becoming really strong in the fundamental movements and it's funny because even looking at some of those videos that we looked at of my training from several years ago uh my technique was just terrible you know I've come so far in in a short amount of time and it's because of that going back to the basics and just mastering them that really really has set me up for success um going forward
1: yeah absolutely it's um you know, it's st- having a good coach, as we talked about yesterday, is one key part of this. And also, as if you've listened back to plenty of the episodes, there's been, you know, especially Yanni talking about mindset and goals and really having a clear, you know, idea in mind why you are training. And I think having um, the combination of those two is just golden for getting directed on the right sort of path because often, you know, you can just, if you're taking the training approach without a coach and maybe without really thinking too hard about it, you get bored quite quickly and then just search for novelty and search for the next shiny new, exciting, you know, movement that you see in Instagram, or whatever. And mm-hmm. if that's the only reason, like, if that's kind of the main driving force behind your exercise selection, then you are probably going to have really unsatisfying uh, training experience because you just try and push it too quickly, uh, potentially injure yourself, as we talked about with yep. um, sort of training load issues last week and, uh, and then just go back on this, like, cycle.
0: So yeah. Yeah, and I, I think that's it, really common. Yeah, <laughs> it is, man. So common. And it is... You know, what you said there is really important. You have to be clear on why you're doing this. Why are you going down this training journey? Because if it is, you know, there's a really good concept um, from a book that I'm pretty sure you've read as well, the, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, which is the concept is start with the end in mind. So when you start something, have the end in mind. What, what? Why am I Why am I starting this? What, what am I hoping to achieve out of it? And when you do that, it allows you to plan better for what it is you want to do. And if you don't really have an end goal, if it's all just about getting fit, um, you know, and feeling good within your body, losing weight, you know, aging better, all of that stuff, then you absolutely should be just focusing on the fundamental movements. Like, what's even the point of trying to do more advanced stuff if all you're doing is just trying to feel better within your body? And... Then on the flip side, if you're thinking somebody like me who's thinking I want to you know, master these calisthenic skills and these movement things, well, then you absolutely should be mastering the fundamental movements as well because if you don't and you try and progress too quickly, you're going to do what I did and injure yourself. Um, and that's what you deal with a lot, isn't it, Phil? You deal with people that have just progressed a little bit yeah. too quickly. and
1: Yeah, it's it's just the most common um, reason for patients to come in. I don't see too many people who... Um, at the moment because most of the people who I, who I work with are coming through the gym or um, with people I work with online in the unity community it's um, you know getting stuck into training and it's not necessarily like your uh, kind of classic sports uh, ligament injuries no like ACLs and MCLs or those kind of um, ankle sprains or whatever like most of the people I work with it's just a training load error where they've gone for something that their body's not quite ready for they've gone to, um, a bit too hard, a bit too early, and uh, or a whole lot too early. Yeah. yeah. Um, and aren't respecting the kind of the, the times in which it takes for your, your body to adapt to things, and and not quite having the requisite strength, and not really understanding how small changes in um, exercise selection can have really quite drastic impacts on the load you're putting through your body so yeah um, yeah, and uh, it's why I love coming on and talking about this stuff because it's all the things that I got wrong when I first started training when I was playing elite sport and you know uh, back in the day for fitness training strength strength and conditioning Mm -hmm. um, for uh, ultimate frisbee was yeah running 5 ks three times a week as fast as you can and um, you know doing like planks for as long as you can and that was about it, and then you're getting onto the field and expected to pl- like do all these crazy movements, um, jumping really high, changing direction, all of these things, and your body's just not ready for it. Um, and yeah, it's just such a common thing to not really understand like the fundamental, um, big, most important movements to be training, and then how they then you can progress them in a relevant way towards your like sport-specific goals. But most people just, um, yeah either go down the rabbit hole with one thing too hard too early or, um, yeah, just have no concept of this whatsoever.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And um, I I often think I wonder what our bodies and our training would look like if we had have known this stuff when we were younger. Yeah, I'd have (laughs) a whole lot lot less uh, MRIs and x-rays in
1: my my closet at home, that's for sure. Yeah, (laughs) yeah,
0: that's it, that's it. Sure. So let's let's talk about what we mean by the fundamental movements. What are we what are we referring to by the fundamental movements, Phil?
1: Um, well, I think in, in in Unity, if you've done any of the UMS um, training before, you'd notice that the each of the weekdays is set up um, to have a very consistent um, workout. You go to some gyms where it's Every day, it feels like they just roll the dice, and you know, you do whatever is like the fresh flavor of the month uh, mm, exercise. Flavor <laughs> of the day, right? <laughs> flavor yeah. of the day, and you yep. um, might might even be doing like full body workouts day after day. Yep. Um, but with Unity, it's very much a um, specific like exercise per day, and, and that breaks breaks down into the, these these fundamental movements. So, um, and for those who maybe aren't so aware, we've got uh, vertical push pull. Uh, Monday, a squat and then paired with a calf on Tuesday. Uh, Wednesday, there's a bit of a um, either straight arm strength for your upper body or a, um, lower body is going to be more our hip prep stuff for mm. athletic development. Then horizontal push-pull for Thursday and a deadlift pattern with external rotation on Friday. Mm. Um, and so the reason why we call these fundamental movements is if you um, tick off all those boxes, then you're basically preparing your body for most yeah. human movements. So running, jumping, uh, climbing, pushing, pulling, like all of these big um big ticket movements are as, as,
0: as far as the major muscle groups in the body go, it doesn't leave anything unturned. Um, down to the point where recently, maybe six months ago or so, you looked at our program and pointed out to us that we didn't have anything any calf raises in there, which meant that we weren't actually doing any uh, yeah. Anything for for a, a fundamental movement, which is you know um, dorsiflexion, you know like that. that plantar is flexion, a, but yeah. yeah, plantar flexion. Whoops, sorry. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. We, we we really are leaving no stone unturned for the for the big movements, the big muscle groups. And, and so for those who
1: are like you know looking at that, they think like oh, okay, like a a squat versus like a, like a calf raise doesn't really feel like it sort of is worthy yeah. of that, that position but when you think about all the movements done and, and what you need for athletic development the calves are massive in running, massive in you know, walking upstairs, jumping um, and they are actually a really key part of knee stability as well. Um, the muscles that cross your knee are really important um, for the stability of the, of the system. And that's what it all kind of comes down to, is this idea of, of joint systems and, and, and body systems and how do we um, basically train them in the most balanced way that they're
0: prepared for anything. So, yeah. And if you're looking at our program and the way that all of the other movements really cover um, almost every joint movement in every other joint but if that's not being covered then there's one major part of the of the body that just isn't getting trained at all so since we put those calves in there it's really become a lot more um a, a lot more rounded isn't it yeah it's ticking ticking all the boxes yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. yeah and so the, the idea being that these these fundamental movements like a deadlift for example for some people if you haven't really learn how to do a deadlift properly, it can take months and months and months to really dial that technique in, to get to the point where us as coaches walk past and have nothing to say. Just say, good on you, that looks really good. Let's try and put a bit more weight on the bar next week, you know, and get stronger. Um, it, It can take people a while to do that because if you don't have good movement terminology, and what i mean by that is if if your brain can't comprehend movement well if you can't look at an instruction for how to do a movement and replicate that um you know well uh quite quickly then it can take a lot of time and that comes from in my opinion decades of time moving like the reason why you know, everyone in this room here, Phil, Richard and me, have all got good movement terminology is because we've been doing some form of movement for probably our whole lives, right? Like, I mean, if you, right through your 20s, were playing frisbee, I'm guessing that through your teenage years you were doing something physical.
1: Oh, yeah. I started playing internationally at 15.
0: Yeah. Well, there you go. I mean, personally for me, I grew up in the bush. I was running, jumping, riding bikes right through until high school. And then in high school, I got right into rollerblading and martial arts. And then that went on to being in the army as an infantry soldier and that went on to, you know, getting into yeah. calisthenics and movement training. So there's never been a period of my life where I haven't been moving and learning from other people on how to move. Um, similar story with Richard, he started as a teenager. And so that that gets your brain and your body hardwired for movement in a way that's very, very different for somebody that if your experience is, oh, well, I really haven't done any exercise for a decade and I've decided to come to the gym now. Um, if that's you, then that time that it takes to master the fundamental movements is is definitely going to be longer than somebody else who would be in the boat of any of us three, but who comes to the gym and says, Oh hey, I've never learnt the UMS or I've never learnt weightlifting, but I've been doing X, Y, and Z like um and you just have to respect that process, right?
1: Yeah, and I think, you know, part of it is like there are plenty of people who've been training in the gym for years who I look at and I think you have Ooh, a lot of work to do help, and yep. probably even more work than some people who are a bit more mm-hmm. fresh because they've got such ingrained sort of movement yeah. patterns. And so I do think that, you know, it really does come down to um, intention behind what you're doing and good coaching and, um, yeah, mm-hmm. like I think it, it's, there's plenty of, yeah, plenty of people who've been training in the gym for a long time who just get it like get it quite wrong. wrong. You know, we had, uh,
0: we had a member here a while ago. Um, one of our female members, and when she joined, she was a total beginner. She was really unconfident, wasn't? Um, uh, didn't believe in herself. And through a very short amount of time, relatively like a year, she turned into one of our female members that a lot of the other women in the gym really looked up to. She was banging out sets of you know three or four bodyweight pull-ups, and you know doing respectable numbers on squats and deadlifts and bench press and things like that. And one day she said to me, oh, my brother's in town and you know he's been training for years and years and years and he, he wants to come and do a training session with me. Is that okay? And I said, yeah, for sure, it's fine. And he came in and they trained together and they were doing a deadlift session. It was on Friday. And um, to look at him, his physique, you could tell he'd been training for a long time. He was a really fit looking muscular dude. <laughs> and he was giving her pointers on the deadlift. And that was so bad, his technique was woeful. And the next, I just watched, I didn't say anything. And then the next day I came up to her and I said, how you go with your brother? Oh yeah, it was good. It was interesting. I learned a bit and I said, forget everything you learned. You should have been teaching him how to deadlift. I'm telling you now. <laughs> It's Really
1: yeah. funny. And, and technique's a really interesting one because there, there has been a bit of a de- debate in like physio and the rehab space about like the importance of technique and how uh, you know sometimes you can go almost a bit too far in saying like this is how human movement should mm-hmm. be and anything outside of that is really problematic. Um, and I think in, in the UMS and the indie gym kind of culture, there's lots of uh, movement variability where you're doing things that do take your body outside of what would you know, classically be considered. You know, safe like the test of water, for example, is mm. quite a challenging thing for your hips and knees. And you know, if you did a squat in those positions or loaded up that movement, like that could be something that would otherwise be you problematic. know bit, yeah. be problematic. Mm. But um, I yeah. think the the thing with um, with with technique is when it comes to lifting heavy loads, uh, every sort of technique cue is a safeguard for, um, basically staying safe in that. So if you're doing fairly sub maximal loads, like there's probably less, you know, mm. like. There's less need for really pedantic technique. You'll probably be fine. That's how most, you know, like F45 and lots of other Barry's bootcamp, all those gyms who just they get people banging out crazy amounts of reps on um, lots of different what would look like fundamental movements, what would would be you know fairly complex movements, but they do it in such a submaximal way that like technique doesn't play. Like it's not going to be a make or break sort of thing, but when you do want to push your strength and you do want to really develop, um, you know, great strength that carries over, that's where technique does become really important. And um, yeah, I think it's just a really key thing for people to wrap their head around is when you're when you're starting out is to learn this stuff really well because if you you got to treat each of your sub maximal sets and each as you're learning as a rehearsal for when you're going to be, um, you know, pushing your strength and, and lifting heavy. So um, that's why like. In, in that big argument that's happening in that space. Like I'd, I do really think that there is a important role for it, but just, um, yeah, I, I would encourage people who are um, getting stuck into their, their strength training and, and you know, calisthenics and, and flexibility, like just treat each of your sessions as if you are practicing for when doing
0: yeah. heavyweight. I think one of the um, biggest things that lack in people's training is quality, mm. quality of movement and um it's something that gets drilled into my head by my coach all the time it's the quality is is the only thing that really matters and you can see when you when you see the results that are produced from coaches that have really drilled this in and they've found a way to connect with their um with their tribe and, and get them to understand that this quality is really really important when you look at the more um, advanced students, they're a cut above, you know, they really are able to produce um, results that other people can't. And if you go the other way, which is like a, oh yeah, that's good enough, let's go to the next movement. There's, there is a glass ceiling that people hit and there's a certain point where you just um, can't really go beyond it without uh, looking like a sack of shit when, you, <laughs> when you're lifting and when you're doing things, you know, like when you load up, you um, somebody on a barbell back squat that hasn't got that fundamental movement pattern right you know the the elbows start coming forward and the back starts rounding and everything and it just starts like you just sort of cringe as a coach right you look at it and you, you're just thinking about all the damage that they're doing and um you know the risk versus reward on that whereas when you when you see somebody that's really nailed that that fundamentals um when they fail a rep the t- the body looks good but they stop moving and then they just dump the barbell and get out of the way it's a really different um you know t- two scenarios there and one of them is um quite safe most people can you know I've pushed myself to that point of failure and failed several times with um weights and been pretty okay um and I've seen other people fail so horribly like I've seen people fail under a squat where the Bar looked like it almost crushed them. Like they rounded their back, and then the bar pushed them forward, and you know they fell onto the ground. And same thing with deadlifts, right? Like where you see people deadlift and they lose mm. their technique, and it
1: just all goes to crap. And yeah, the bench press when it just <laughs> <laughs> oh, gives man, you and yeah, lands yeah, on it yeah. Scary stuff. Oh, it's and horrible. Doesn't yep. happen in this yep. gym, fortunately because we have really strict sort of yep. you know about how many reps in the tank you want to have, and yep. and uh, and people are pretty good with their technique here. But oh,
0: yep. in some yeah, yeah for sure. Some horrible stuff. So if you haven't, uh, yeah, sorry.
1: I was just going to say, so that's like a really, you know, a good sort of look into the, um, you know, why like you should master the technique of fundamentals. But I think just going back to that programming side of like why, you know, you would be looking at building these fundamentals. We we sort of brushed over it, but you can just see so many um, programs out there where people sort of string together a bunch of different exercises that, you know, look like it's sort of covering a bunch of like, a fair spread of the body but if they're doing you know I, like the classic one is the um when people like b- the bodybuilder style like oh you know you're you're back and by this sort of uh exercise where they just really nail down on one side of the system so basically like just the pull side of the system and neglect the push or um but or basically just not quite achieving a balance throughout the week of um Balancing the system, like that's where things can really start to not work towards becoming a better athlete. Because when, when becoming a better athlete, we really want to make sure that we're getting um, all the systems are, are strong and balanced, and that's going to lead you to be not only good performance but also resilient to, to injury. And obviously, there's going to be, um, you know, when you have got all these fundamentals in place. That's when you can start adding in some sport-specific sort of work on top of that, and obviously you can choose rep ranges and um, contraction speeds and exercise selection within those fundamental movements to uh, be a bit more sport-specific. But yeah, it's it's just if you totally neglect uh, some area of the system, that's where things can really go wrong. And
0: it's uh, a- it's actually funny that you say that because what what Phil for those of you that don't understand what Phil's just described there are a, a different what's called program splits where you, a program split is where from Monday to Friday or sometimes some program splits are even over two weeks uh, or longer. Um, but usually it's over a, a one to two week period and where you say, okay, you know, Monday it's chest and back day, Tuesday it's quads and hamstrings day, Wednesday it's rest, Thursday it's XYZ. Yeah. Um, and what Phil just described there is a is a very typical way of uh, for bodybuilders um, to do it because in bodybuilding it's all about smashing the muscles and getting a lot of volume on it um to cause hypertrophy to cause the muscles to grow um and i it's funny hearing you say that because i've done program splits like that a lot before but when when we made the decision to set our program split for the ums and and when we were talking about this balance and um you know opposing muscle groups opposing movements all of this stuff um and it works so well that we haven't changed that split for for quite a long time now and um it, it, it does so many good things because it because people know what they're in for so that when you go away if you've been doing the UMS for several months and you've been paying attention you can go away and replicate the workouts anywhere um, you you know even if you don't have access to a gym you can just do you know push-ups in a ring row or you can find something anything that you can, to pull your own body weight on as long as you're doing some kind of a pulling movement um, and you do that with a push-up you can do your you know your push-pull days um, and it's uh it yeah it works really really well we, we have people that come here that talk about how within a month like they feel like aches and pains that they've had in their shoulders and things have just gone away just from working on the fundamental movements and the balance between push and pull and opposing muscle groups
1: Yeah, And I think the other, the last thing to really cover this before we we wrap it up is about um, with progression, because becoming a better athlete is all about progression and getting to, you know, a high level performance and where you want to get to. And I think, you know, this is where you've in the past really um, changed your thinking about how you, um, you know, you've approached your training and you went down the um, calisthenics route and did that really hard and um, kind of ran into a bit of a, like you kind of, seem to stop progressing after a while yeah. and then I've decided to come back and, and and work on building this like strength within the fundamental movements mm-hmm. to get past those barriers and it's just I, th- I think a good example of was you know when bass was here who's a very um, strong dude was able to just like crack out a dragon flag just because mm. he's got like very strong balance shoulders, a very strong, um, you know, trunk and um, and legs from doing so many squats mm. and deadlifts and was able to do what is like an exceptionally advanced calisthenics movement because of his fundamental strength within those um, those key systems of the body. And so, um, you know, he's a very extreme example of, of that, obviously, but it's sort of this idea that, you know, it, it's very hard to progress Um, complex movements or um, calisthenics movements and we have ways of you know obviously um, facilitating that but uh, it's by like constantly building up your um building up your strength in these fundamental movements you'll get uh gains in any any other part of your training journey because they are training the system in the in a healthy balanced way
0: yeah yeah absolutely um yeah it was something that stifled my progress that's for sure and uh and i have found just so much value in uh in in mastering these fundamental movements and really really seeing some significant um improvement in my uh body's capabilities from doing that so yeah well team uh i hope you enjoyed that tomorrow are you here tomorrow phil yeah beyond tomorrow we are going to talk about um you know, using, progressing from fundamental movements and the way that we get such amazing results with our UMS online coaching program um, through keeping it simple and strategic with the way that we progress and regress. And I think again, um, that's going to be a really good conversation to have Phil on the show for because he can give a, a lot of really good insight um, into what you know, intelligent progression and regression looks like, um, which is, you know, in his own words, one of the reasons why he really likes the, uh, the UMS. Before we go, just a, a quick shout-out to Vinnie Brown and Stephen Pellegrino for commenting on the live st- stream. Vinnie's saying, Hi, guys. The show is on a little late for me here in the U.S., uh, got to get to bed on time for best recovery. Absolutely. My and he's saying, just checking in to say hi. Thanks for tuning in, Vinny. And Stephen Pellegrino is saying, I just have uh, day one to day six and repeat. Uh, I take off when needed. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. I mean, I think one of the things that I really value about the UMS and about our training split is the way that, and you've said this a lot, the way that you don't have to think about it Um, you can think about, okay, what do I want to focus on this month? And, And then you just slot it into the UMS. Whereas when you don't have a blueprint like what we've got, God, there's so much thought that has to go in. And eventually, for a lot of people, the thought goes out the window and they end up just doing random workouts. Where, Like I remember when um, Yanni especially, I don't know about Richard. I think Richard's always been pretty planned. But I remember Yanni used to be sitting out there for 10 minutes and you say, what are you doing, man? And he'd go, I'm just trying to think of what I'm going to do today. That was before the UMS. Uh, And now we don't have to do that anymore. We just walk out on the gym floor and oh, it's Wednesday, it's this day. Yeah, it's infinitely variable, but so simple that you always have some guidance so yes so yeah. thanks for tuning in everyone and we will see you uh, again tomorrow for another cracking show now if you liked what you see and you're watching the replay on youtube please uh subscribe to our channel and uh if you're listening to the podcast share it with your friends and also subscribe we'll see you soon guys have a great day health is about performance not just body image you better be willing to accept totally. what you're gonna have to do to get there We'll start focusing on movement goals, strength goals, flexibility goals. When you nail that skill, that's there forever. The body image goal doesn't get you that far. It's quite. the consistency and frequency that's going to get you there, it's not the intensity.